everybody, and welcome to the Around the Dental World podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dylan, a third-year dental student at UCC. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ibadit, a second-year dental student at JCU. If you guys want to watch your previous episodes, you can totally do that. They're available on both my Instagram page or Ibadit's page, and it's also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Yep, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. So again, today we're going to be following the same format where we'll be asking three main questions and then going on to a little speed round of quick questions. And then we'll give our guests a chance to plug in anything she'd like to add and then announce our next special guest. Yep, so let's begin the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's my honor to present the fifth, fifth guest on the Around the Dental World podcast, the incredible Dr. Gloria Park. Let's give her a round of applause. Wow, <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> Now, thank you for joining us. Yes. Wow. Well, it's a beautiful day to join too. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Gloria, introduce yourself. Uh, let the the audience know who you are, uh, where you're from, and just just a, a basic summary. Okay. Hello, everyone. My official title is Dr. Gloria Park, but I go by Gloria. <laughs> uh, my handle is Glowing Teeth because. You know, I'm a dentistry and I like to give glowing teeth. Um, I'm originally from South Korea, uh, moved to the States when I was 12, uh, grew up in Boston for 19 years, then finished my dental school at Tufts, then moved to New York City to do an AGD, which is a general dentistry residency program. It's only one year long at Columbia right now. So I am enjoying my dream life of living in the city. And now I am almost done with the program. It ends at the end of June then I'm gonna start looking for jobs. So I'm gonna look for jobs, but I'm actually flying to Korea tomorrow. So uh, I'm gonna worry about that later. <laughs> I'm gonna hop on first and then think about the job stuff later. But yeah. I didn't, I didn't know you were going to Korea. That's so awesome. Thank you yeah, for joining yeah. us on the show then. I didn't know that, wow. I, you know, I mean, I can just talk at home and I should probably start doing laundry and pack. That's my, <laughs> that's my goal today. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So we can begin the show then. So the first question we asked all our guests, but why did you specifically decide to go into dentistry? Uh, so I guess the, the non-religious answer is that I didn't know that I would ever be a dentist. Um, I was originally pre-med and I was just seeking that path for a very long time. It didn't work out for me, um, but before it officially ended for me, uh, I had a, a crisis in my family where I had to reconsider my path. Um, and it's something that was close to medicine that would still give me the autonomy, hands-on skills, and work-life balance, um, and be able to be with my patients from a very long time and build relationships was dentistry. So that's kind of how I started. Um, and here I am. Um, but for me, I'm Christian, so I'm pretty open about my faith on my platform. And I truly believe that God led me to this path. And because of that, no matter how things are difficult, I always trust that, you know what, God, you brought me here. So I figured it out for me <laughs> when things are rough. And I trust that even if things are looking rough, like it'll work out again. And yeah, so I just um, took the DAT, shadow a dentist. Yes, I took the DAT first, then went to shadow <laughs> dentist, then decided I like it, then I, switched and never looked back and I love it, but I still can't believe that I'm, I'm a dentist. Sometimes I stare, like still searching, I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. It's like really funny. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're in dentistry for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love it. So. Yeah. That's wonderful. It all worked out in the end. 
it did but it didn't feel like it in the moment it felt like yeah. it felt like a hot mess life did, did you end up taking the mcat then because you said that you were interested in medicine before i took the mcat four or five times had like okay like attacks and stuff um still apply because i had the previous cycle and then during that time when i was waiting to hear back i just knew i, I submitted all my applications really late so i knew that i had a very slim chance of getting it to begin with so I was yeah. like, do I retake the MCAT? Do I pursue something new? But, you know, with finances and like crisis and stuff, I could only afford to study for two more months before looking for jobs. Uh, so I was like, there's no way I'm going to take the MCAT in two months. I'm going to find something else because yeah. I just can't for 10 years of med life at the crisis that my family was going through. So it was like the, the path of least resistance that was still giving me the autonomy that I wanted. So it was a very logical decision. It wasn't anything like, oh, I love dentistry. Then I fell in love with dentistry. It's very like unorthodox way of falling into it, but you know, everybody walks through it, right? So what, when, yeah. do you, when do you think you fell in love with dentistry? Was it like, like a few years into dental school or? No, like it was like the first day I shadowed the dentist. So oh, okay. there you I did cavities. So I only got like braces, two veneers, teeth whitening, like two wisdom teeth pull, that's it. So I really knew nothing about dentistry. Um, but when I shadowed because I had a decent BAT score, now I was gonna retake the MCAT again, but my parents yeah. were like, can you just shadow a dentist? So I prayed, walked in one day without telling the dentist I'm visiting the office. Um, <laughs> like, hey, like I'm trying out this dentistry thing. I'm exploring, can I shadow you for like a week? Um, but that day he actually set aside, well, his whole schedule to treat a missionary from Nicaragua. So the missionary was in the waiting room. He was feeling especially holy and couldn't refuse me. So he said, great, do you want to join us on a mission trip? And I flat out said, no, because I don't want to be a dentist. Um, but then on the first day that I actually shadowed, I loved everything about it. Like patients knew who he was, you know, people that were in pain, you're taking the x-rays, you offer the treatment plan, you offer the treatment, patients are pain-free, grateful, and they still come back for hygiene checks, right? Um, and I just love the hands-on aspect too. Um, and I just loved how the mouth is such an interesting place. You know, you know, speech, phonetics, function, aesthetics, like it's really like everything. And I loved how it's part of, I mean, guess what? Teeth and mouth are part of your body. So yeah. it's still like, I don't know why we're taken out of the, the medicine, I guess, sector in some ways, but I just loved how specialized it is. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, what got me was the dentist was glazing um, on a crown with 50 different shades of yellow to like shade okay. match because it was an interior crown. Yeah. Guess what? On the first day, he was like, we're doing a crown. I was like, what is a crown? Because I didn't even know what a crown was. Um, and he was like, this girl's nuts. And he's just painting on this tiny little tooth, but I actually enjoy painting for fun. So I was like, are you painting on a tooth? <laughs> he's like, yeah. And I was like, I think I like this. Yeah. <laughs> it was the interior crown that got me. So yeah. There you go. That's a funny story. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then what led you to get into your PD residency? Uh, I think I wanted to, one, like, I mean, I'm pretty like honest about this too. I really want to come to New York, um, but in New York, <laughs> you have to do one year of residency for you to practice in New York. So, oh, okay. but I didn't want to particularly settle in New York, but I also want to explore the city for one year. Cause everybody tells me after one year, you're going to hate it or you might want to not like it. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna give myself a year and a year of general residency sounds like a great way to not only 
pursue advanced general dentistry training, but also have a reason to live and try out a new city. Because I was in Boston for 19 years, you know, and you want you want to get out. And so location was very important for me. And it's not for everybody. People want some training or a certain kind of program. But for me, location was very important. Um, and then I pursued it. And thankfully, so there's like, I don't know about other countries, but in the US, there's GPR, which is hospital based. So you do a lot of like medically complex patients, um, you know, special needs to a lot of like emergency trauma cases. Um, and then there's AGD, which is more clinic based, where you do more private practice dentistry setting. So you do more like a bread and butter dentistry, like composites, crowns, bridges, dentures, all that stuff. Um, okay. And the clinic aspect of AGD, you're not on call. So I'm not on call. So I sleep well, I have time for other things, I'm happy. And then, yeah. yeah chill. <laughs> and like right now, like, do you like New York, living in New York a little bit better than Boston or? I mean, I've always loved New York more than Boston. Uh, I mean, I love Boston for being my home, but I wanted to be in New York for so long. Um, yeah. Cause I just wanted to go to places that are open past 9 p.m. for me to try something new. And I just been wanting to try out new experiences before I settle down anywhere. And I love it so far. And I thought one year of it would get me out of that whole New York thing out of my system. But I'm actually not, and I'm seriously considering staying for another year. And now I will be licensed to practice in New York, so that is a possibility. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know, I, I love it. So I think I'll stay. I, I like seeing all your like posts like on Instagram, like all the restaurants and all the cafes that you go to. We'll, we'll ask a little bit of that later on, but yeah, I know it's there's some good stuff on there. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> You can tell I love it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, oh for sure, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so with your Instagram, I've noticed that you, you talk quite a bit about God and like prayer and everything. I'm just wondering why is that so important to you and how has like your faith kind of guided you to become the person that you are now? Um, I mean, I grew up in the church um, since I was five, um, but I think it was more along the lines of, I felt like I was, fighting against this upper battle of fighting for what I really want in life, but I never felt that God allowed it because I did a lot of hustling to get into med school. Um, I did a cancer research at Mass General, which is number one hospital in the country. Um, I've done a lot of crazy internships and experiences. And even then I felt like that door was always, the climb was too hard. But then you believe that, you know, with hard work, anything difficult can be overcome. But I always felt like it was off with me. And I didn't know what it was. Um, yeah. And I think just grow, growing up in a very Asian household, I always had this like performance driven mentality where outcomes matter more than the, the process of things. And because of that, you know, this whole long-term goal of going to med school and whole, you know, idealization of it and kind of like beating myself up when things didn't go right. I think I just put a lot of pressure on myself and the way, I think the way that I understood my faith in God is that he didn't need me to perform. He didn't need me to do. He doesn't need me to prove anything. I'm just loved. And just for that, I matter. And my worth is not grounded in who I am on the resume or how I look like or what I say, but just by default, I am loved. And I think without hitting my rock bottom, that was kind of the turning point for me to consider dentistry. Um, I don't think I would really understood when you have nothing 
and you feel so like low and there's God just kind of pouring his love on you because during that time, that two months of intense studying for DAT, I was very, very stressed and very, very lost. I actually started that week with minus $2,000 because I had to fix my car, fix my laptop oh. charger, get a new phone, like everything kept breaking on me. It was terrible. So when you already have a crisis going on, nothing is working out, you start to kind of like lose it. And that was where I yeah. was. It's like nothing is working in my life. And it was like in incredibly frustrating. Um, but at the same time, he just sent the right people my way, even my mentor. But the dentist that I walked into became a mentor. I ended up going on a mission trip. Um, he was a Tufts grad, so I also just was very strongly encouraged to attend Tufts, which I have no regrets on. Um, and just the whole path that I felt like that God was just leading me in the fingerprints of everything. I just can't deny that he doesn't want me to go into dentistry because I tried something else on my own, of my own strength, so much and it just never worked out. So I'm not so, sure if I answered so, it. So no, you, you perfectly answered it. So you're you're also kind of like me. You're like you believe kind of everything kind of happens for a reason because like sometimes it'll be like the smallest thing, but then you kind of look back on a lot of things and it's like, well, if that was a little bit differently, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. And that's kind of like I feel like what what you've explained because I feel like that all the time too. Because you don't like even like let's say like something like simple as an undergrad choosing what program to go into, right? If you decide to go into one program versus the other, your life changes quite a bit. It's like, a, it's very different. I, I sometimes play the what if game. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy game to play. Cause you know, there's a lot of uh, things that could be different, right? But yeah, no, definitely. It's a great answer, Gloria. Oh, thanks. Yeah, every decision can change like everything in your life, just the tiniest thing. Yeah, thank exactly. you so much for the answers. So now we're gonna move on to the speed round. So just quick answers to these few questions. So what's one of your favorite things to do in New York? Uh, my favorite things to do, I suppose, other than taking pretty pictures, um, I love taking out cool bars, um, lounges, rooftops, and or even jazz bars. And I just really enjoy just being in that like environment and just kind of like, I don't know, it's just a new place, right? I just like being somewhere new and different. And just enjoying like a glass of wine or prosecco and have fun. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Sounds. Um. So you're very good at playing the cello. I was gonna <laughs> like you know like I sometimes watch your vlogs. I'm like she's so talented. But um, what is your what's your favorite song either to play on the cello or like is there a certain type of music that you like to play? Um, I really love Studio Ghibli films. So that's like Spirit Away, Totoro, Princess Mononoke, Cast in the Sky. Um, I just whenever like I had like emotions that couldn't quite put to words sometimes music just kind of like articulates that so profoundly and it's not it doesn't require words but you just feel the emotions and I whenever I felt very stuck or like lost I used to listen to Joe Hisaishi's which is the composer behind all these films um, and I actually even attended one of the concerts like live in your city, which I like bawled like crazy. I was like, oh my God, like this is so crazy. Um, but I, I love all his like music. Um, so I guess like Japanese anime soundtracks are like my thing, I guess, but like it's not a category. Um, I do listen to and jam on like, you know, I play like praise songs too. Um, but praise songs are usually like more on the happier end, but I guess my genre is like happy sad because cello is actually a very sad instrument. It's like very deep. <laughs> so. <laughs> I like playing something more in the key of like minor or like something sad looking, but like sounds hopeful. That's kind of like mm. 
Bye bye. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess you would recommend going to a live concert because I've always wanted to do that. Like, because I, I also like listening to like movie scores and all that. And I just feel like that would be an incredible experience. It feels like time just like freezes, and you're just oh, wow. in that experience. Um, I felt that being part of the orchestra, when the whole group moves together to generate a very big picture sound, it is really empowering and it feels so whole. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. But every time I either listen to it, I'm in it, I'm playing. I feel like time just stops. I love it. Yeah. Definitely got to do it then. Yeah. I mean, there's Broadway musical too. Amazing. I'm a big yeah. musical fan too, so I got to do that as well. <laughs> yeah. You probably have more opportunities to listen to that in New York now. <laughs> yeah, that means exactly. it's very close by. <laughs> was there was there any musicals that you actually got to see while you've been in New York, or like just uh, with yeah. COVID or anything? Oh yeah, I watched Phantom of the Opera. Oh, oh wow. my goodness! I did not know the whole thing was actually about a ghost. Oh my! Because <laughs> <laughs> I never understood what it was. So I was like, like watching with my friends, like, hey are we talking about a real ghost? Like, are they talking about a, a musical ghost? And she's like, yeah, what else did you think it was? It says Phantom of the Opera. I was like, I thought it was a figurative thing. Like, <laughs> it's like, and then the ghost comes and like, there's like a whole love. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. But anyways, it was a beautiful soundtrack. And uh, I had a blast. You should just go in without expecting anything and not understanding the plot and You'll be surprised by how amused you get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. So next question then, what's one of like your favorite things about having a dental Instagram? My favorite thing, I think it's to connect with um, my followers. So it's, it's weird because I get a wide range of my followers, you know, from like middle schoolers to like people that are like very, very well advanced in their careers, like, you know, just all spectrums of life. Um, but, yeah. but what I love is that people are able to relate to things that I share. And even though I do have a dental Instagram, I am on YouTube. I have been really trying to push out of my dental like platform because I just think that I happen to be in the field of dentistry, but it's not the only thing in life. And I just think that life is so much more and grander than just your career. And I like to talk yeah. about habits of life, just everything in general. And when people are able to relate to my story or rants and stuff I share in Insta stories, and we just have random, like, brief conversations. And even if it's transient, I just really love building that network of that community. And mm -hmm. it's awesome because we are able to really cheer each other on uh, with people that are very, like, open about sharing their struggles and their stories. And mm -hmm. it's weird because as they're typing out on, like, a very lengthy DM, they're like, I can't believe I'm, like, writing all this out, right? And I, mm -hmm. I'm also, like, like reading i'm like i can't believe like you wrote all that out i'm like that's kind of cool like you know it's, it's so easy to make friends but it's also hard to make friends as you're older it's really interesting but anyways i've been really loving i said i guess the virtual encounters but i still think they matter so yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so i'm glad that you keep you, i'm glad that you uh you talk about other stuff other than dentistry because like yeah we are people too we have other things in our lives rather than just dental school or, you know, just dentistry in general, right? So, no, that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the last thing I want to do around dinner time after a long day of work is to stare at more teeth, like. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Pay for dinner, it better be good food. <laughs> like, I know, I, I know our podcast is like, we always have like people from the dental field, but like kind of like our point of the show is just to show that 
we're all just people too, right? We're all we're all kind of got our own unique qualities as well. We're not just, you know, teeth all day. That's not all we know. And like you, right? You're somebody from who's in New York. You play the cello. You like to do all these other things. So it's great. Yeah, like he, especially on Instagram, it's so nice to know all these, get to know all these people, you know, in a different way as well. So, and then um, what's this, uh, another question? How is Columbia different than Tufts? Like, is it like a, just a different vibe or how is, uh, like, how's the school different? Well, one the Washington Heights, <laughs> which is <laughs> not Boston. Um, it's, I guess it's, it's a little, it's a little more like city and a little more tough in some ways. Um, I think just Columbia as a, as a school and as an institution, you know, it has a different culture. Um, Columbia is, uh, it's different in a way where, I mean, at least a dental school is mainly pass fail. There's no letter grades, unlike Tufts, where you have to get letter grades for majority of the classes. Um, so there's less pressure on performance per se, but everyone at Columbia are freaking brilliant. So I suppose, you know, they have, but it's, it's, it's a school that's geared towards more like, like a, to generate more specialists than general dentists. Whereas Tufts, I think we do a bigger, I mean, Tufts is like a second largest dental class. We have a whole, wide range of people who want to generalize and then there are people going to specialties so i think vibe wise it, they're both nice um but i think at least that's like the most like like apparent difference between the two schools i guess um okay so i mean that's the only thing i picked up on so far so yeah okay. so while you're in new york what's one of like the favorite restaurants you've been able to try so far Oh, that's really hard. Like I'm like, I'm I'm a Yabuli, and I'm still thinking about like, oh, which one do I like? I don't know. Um, I really love sushi and like really good quality sushi, but I actually went with somebody and I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but it was like melted in my mouth. It was like <laughs> perfect texture. It was just it was just perfect. And what's nice is that there's so many good like sushi restaurants here, and I'm just. So I am checking at new places in hopes that it's that restaurant that I actually don't remember. But it's just like a whole, you know, in New York, you, you really don't have to go to the same restaurant like twice. But if you yeah, love yeah. it, oh, and I'm looking for it. I don't know where it is. <laughs> oh, now I, I'm craving sushi, like now. <laughs> yeah, it's healthy for you, as long as you don't like, you like very carby ones. <laughs> Well, what's yeah. your what's your favorite sushi? Like, is there a specific type of sushi that you like? Do you like like fish uh, or just like a California roll, something basic like that? Or no, so like there are a lot of like specialty rolls, and uh, I do love rolls. But when you want like quality sushi, you really eat like sashimi, you know, or like sushi, like just raw fish. Um, but it's about how it's like sliced and prepared, um, and the texture of the rice. It's not like dense and like overcooked uh, like uh, you know the ones that you see from supermarket like not those you can yeah. really eat each rice like particles <laughs> like, feel the texture and yeah. the fish is like not fishy but it just has the right flavor and it's like buttery and nicely cut and it just melts in your mouth and it just prepares us right am i just making you hungry dylan because you yeah. Really hungry. <laughs> yeah i'm kind of hungry now like, it's bedtime for me almost but like i'm a little hungry now <laughs> but it's really good i love it yeah, so good. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you so much for all those amazing answers and for making us hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
and for all your time and I hope you're able to pack soon and have a very safe trip oh yes there's so much to do well thank you so much for having me it was fun no yeah thank you so much Glory for being on the show really appreciate it especially knowing that you're going to Korea now like thank you for making taking the time to be on the show really appreciate it thank you to all our listeners who joined us live you guys probably know this is our last live episode moving forward. We're just going to be doing pre-recorded because we'll be able to create more episodes for you guys. We'll actually be able to post every Sunday now, which is really great. So we look forward to that. Um, all our previous episodes, you can either find them on my page or Abadit's page. Um, if you want to listen to an audio version, you can totally do that as well. There will be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Before we go, Gloria, is there anything that you want to like, anybody you want to shout out, anything you want to plug or you know, anything like that, or let, let the audience know something new that's going on in your life right now, or, well, you're, you're going to Korea, I guess, that's pretty big. Yes, if you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, that'd be great, link in my bio, I guess that's my only plug, I don't know, uh, I don't really have anything, but I might actually continue on my live for a little bit, um, in case, because I know that we turn out the comments, so if anyone wants to ask questions, I'll be on for like 10 minutes, 10 minutes, because... <laughs> it goes on forever i'm like you know i gotta do my laundry <laughs> yeah exactly yeah mm -hmm. that's it okay well we're very excited to announce our next guest that's going to be dr richard Liu, or at dr richie as you may know him on instagram mm -hmm. so that will be available next sunday on april 10th Yes, we're very excited to have uh, Dr. Richard on the show. Um, so yeah, so if you haven't already, please follow Gloria Glowin Teeth on Instagram. Also check out her YouTube channel. She's got some great vlogs. I like to watch them once in a while. Uh, no, she's got great stuff. Um, you can check out Abodit on, uh, on Instagram, at Smiles with Abodit, and I'm on Instagram, at Dylan the Dental Student. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, Gloria. Thank you so much for being on the show again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you.